Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlamagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Listen, man, uh, I don't think police officers, right, should be running red lights. Like, like if they don't have their sirens on and they're not rushing to nothing, they're uh-huh. just driving on the highway. Of course they shouldn't. Why? I just saw that this morning. This dude was just running all the red lights on the West Side Highway. And I was like, yo, that's so whack to me. Because, like, I feel like they should be uh, setting an example, right? Leading I know by... it was it a quiet call. Like, one of the calls Man, where they it, could, couldn't on. have the sirens on. That really? happens a lot. A quiet call? Well, well he wasn't speeding like it was a quiet call. He but... was driving normal like everybody else. And he would get to the red lights and he would just run them. And I was just like, that's an abuse of power. Yeah. I just think that you should lead by example. Because I'm sitting there like, why can't I run the red light then? Because he, he did the same thing. He'll get to the light, make sure no cars is coming, and just drive off. How many times do you want to do that as a civilian? Ask me how many times do I do it as a civilian. Well, <laughs> never. Is that to know Yeah, you can't no... because we get a ticket. It'll come the picture camera. and they send us a ticket. You know? Correct. I just don't think, I think that's an abuse of power. I think that they should lead by example. Okay. He wasn't in no rush. He wasn't going nowhere. All right. Well, uh, that was your morning. Yesterday, um, shout to uh, the IRS. Oh, my gosh. I don't even want to talk about that. Shout to the IRS. When they come, they come. And they came. And my accountant gave me a bill, and I was like, whoa. Put like this. Ye and I got to the accountant office. I got there five minutes before ye. How long were you waiting in the uh, the waiting room? I was like, what is, I was reading a book. I was waiting so long. I went back to my car. I got a book, came back. <laughs> I was like, what is he doing in there? I, I had to realize that they don't make deals. When they want their money, they want their money, and there's nothing When they you owe you do. money, they'll pay it whenever. But. And let me tell you, there's two people I don't want to call me and say, I need you to come in. And that is the doctor and the accountant. Accountant, word. Because <laughs> I was like, I already sent everything. I don't know what else does he need from me. But it was that bad that he was like, you need to come in. So if you filed an extension on your taxes earlier this they're year. They're due today. And they're due today. So make sure you get you get your taxes in today. If not, there's going to be fees and penalties. Make sure you get your accountant. Whatever you need to do, just make sure you get it in because they don't play. I was like, there's nothing else I can do? <laughs> I tried that too. I was like, they don't, I was like, nothing, n- nothing at all? He was like, no, nothing at all. But let's get the show cracking. Lala will be joining us this La morning. Lala Leezy. Keisha is dead, but Lala lives. All right. So she'll we'll be k- here this morning. We'll kick it with Lala and also Tony Rivera. Now, if you don't know who Tony Rivera is, she is, uh, what would her exact title be? I, I don't, what do you call it? A, a sex, huh? Anti-sex trafficking advocate. Yes, anti-sex trafficking advocate. She was a young lady who was caught up in a uh, sex trafficking ring. Mm-hmm. Herself, and um, now she spends her time saving people, saving women, saving saving women that go missing, and also you know just making people aware. Yeah, saving of, girls. Of what's going on out saving here? Saving women. That work is so needed. Yes, and she'll talk about all that and her history, what she's been through, how many women she it's, saved, and, and, and girls she saved. An interesting story. Uh, when I was running running these streets, don't say it. Let, when I was running, I'm just I'm telling you. When I was running these streets, I ran into her about. Mm, let me see, it's 2019, maybe like 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. I ran into her. Mm-hmm. Yes. At a party. Wasn't a party, but she'll tell you about it. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? Uh, we are going to be talking about um, 
a man who actually drove to the police station and had a body in the trunk. A dead body? A body. All right, we'll talk about it. And Yee, thank you, Yee. I just want to say give you a round of applause. These uh, Travis Scott Jordans, I know they're sold out everywhere, but Yee found me a pair. All right. Thanks to the trophy room, man. Shout, Shout out to the to trophy room. Marcus Jordan uh, for always making sure, yeah, that's where we shop All and right. get our stuff from. And you owe me money a lot. Nah. From those, for the lift cars I've been nah. calling for you. If I even pay the IRS or you, so you got to wait. You better pay me. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. I started watching this game last night at Monday Night Football. The Green Bay Packers beat the Lions 23-22. That was heartbreaking. The Lions were up, I, I think, like the whole game. Yeah. I, I fell asleep, and then I woke up, and they said that they lost. So, sorry to all my Detroit fans out there. What else are we talking about? Oh, and today is uh, game two, game three for the Yankees. And is it game three for the other team? Game four. So, it's a doubleheader once early in the day, and the Yankees play at 4 p.m. today. What's in the other team? Yankee Stadium. The other team is the uh, Washington St. Louis. Okay. All right. So, let's talk about some good news. You want to start with some good news? Sure. So, there's a man in Jupiter, Florida. He decided he could make a difference by paying off the debt for these students. They owed lunch debt. Mm-hmm. So, what happened was a woman, Angie Vias-Knight, uh, she has a Jupiter Mamas Facebook group. She didn't like the national news story she was seeing about kids who couldn't afford to pay for their lunch at school. Mm-hmm. And she shared the list of nine schools that had an outstanding lunch debt of $944. And that's when real estate agent Andrew Levy saw that list and decided to pay all of the kids' lunch debts. That's dope. And he's also started either, he said he's starting a GoFundMe page or a fundraising page so that every quarter, kids don't have to worry about a hot meal and parents don't have to worry about paying that bill. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. He's paying it for it. All right. Now, in California, they've pushed back the school start times for middle and high school students. So now, for high schools, they have to start classes at 8.30 a.m. or after, and middle school classes start at 8 a.m. or after. And that's all because of uh, research and guidance from top health organizations that say that it's just not enough sleep. Our children's health and welfare win. Uh, they said that's actually going to have a tremendous benefit to student health and academic performance. I'm trying to think about what time school started for me. It was always after 8. Yeah, mine was usually either 7.30 or 8. 7.30? Yeah, 7.30. That is early. Mm-hmm. All right, now, a man walked into a California police department yesterday. He told officers he had killed four people. One of those bodies of the people that he said he killed was in the car that he actually drove to the police department. The other three victims were in his apartment. That apartment was more than 200 miles away, according to the Roseville Roseville Police Department Captain Josh Simon. So they do have an ongoing investigation. They said that police don't believe the quadruple homicide was a random act. They said the suspects and the victim likely knew each other, and they did not identify who the suspect is, did not identify who the victims were, but they do have another news update happening this morning. And you'll be happy to know that the former Fort Worth police officer who fatally shot a Tatiana Jefferson in her house Saturday morning. She has been arrested. He has been arrested and charged with murder huh. yesterday. Aaron Dean is that officer. Thank God. He was arrested yesterday evening. He posted bail about three hours later, and he was being held on a $200,000 bond. They said he also did resign yesterday, and if he had not resigned, he would have been fired for several policy violations, mm-hmm. including the use of force and de- including the department's use of force and de-escalation policies, unprofessional conduct. So they have presented a preliminary case to the FBI to review his actions for possible civil rights violations as well. I'm sure, how do they let you resign in a situation like that? In a situation like that, it's like, oh uh, no, you're not resigning; you're getting fired. Like you, that should be on your record as being fired. 
Right. Well, we'll keep you guys updated. And I, and I, and I will say it's great that he got arrested, but I don't get excited when police officers get arrested anymore. We need convictions. We need convictions, police officers. Absolutely. We need police officers not getting special treatment, no blue privilege, no justice system looking out for each other. Send us that man like you would do any other murderer, period. Well, an attorney for uh, Tatiana Jefferson's family said that they are relieved that he's been, that Aaron Dean has been arrested and charged with murder. So at, that's a start, but you got to keep it going. Absolutely. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent right now. Call us up. Maybe you had a bad night. Maybe your favorite football team lost. Maybe you got to pay your taxes today. Huh. Or maybe you feel blessed and you're just happy and you just feel positive. Whatever it may be, call us right now. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Will calling again from New Orleans. Will from New Orleans. What's up, brother? Uh, it's Charlamagne now. Yeah, he's Biz King, I'm right here. What's happening? Man, Charlamagne, I love you, bro. I love you. But, dog, you got to stop. You got to stop talking about them cowboys now, bro. It's over with for y'all, man. Y'all y'all proving to be a fluke. Can I ask you a question? My team yeah, my, my team is 3 and 3. It's 10 games left in the season. Why 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 would you say it's over? Because y'all lost to the Jets. That was the proof right there. I mean, listen, that was a that was a very hurtful loss, but I mean, uh we got 10 more games left, sir. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Why well, are we calling after every loss? I'm sure I know you will. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all hate y'all hate the Dallas Cowboys more than y'all love y'all teams. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Luke from the 757 North of Virginia. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey, MG, you went to Hampton, right? And, and everybody knows that the heart of music, hip hop, is Virginia. We got legends like Pharrell, Missy Elliott. Like you gotta check out the music scene. I, I feel like I feel like you owe it to us. You know what I mean? You you mm. know how the seven five seven wave is. You know it's it. The mecca of music. Mm-hmm. What you rap? Very underrated. Very underrated. Uh, state musically. Yeah, well, Virginia is. Man, you know that. Well, let's hear yeah. something. Let's hear something. You rap. And I go back. I, I can go back to far as Teddy Riley. I don't even. Teddy Riley now from Virginia, but I know what you mean. Out, I need y'all to check out artists <laughs> like Alondo Jackson. I need y'all to check out artists like Breeze Baca. Uh, Al Dom, hey, Alexander Faye, I need y'all to check them out. Check their Instagrams out. Send out an email to them. Let me just, just go Instagram. I, I'm going to be in Virginia next week. Email. Next week, Thursday. Pull up on me. Pull up on you in. Well, that sounds like a threat. I'll tell you which follow my Instagram. Like I'll be there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. <laughs> Pull up on me. Hey, you got to come to North State Homecoming, too. Hey, I'm talking about this is the this is the mecca of music. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know hip-hop started in New York, but, hey, y'all cannot... Sleep on Virginia. Nobody sleeps on Virginia. I love Virginia. Virginia, actually. man, you gotta go. You gotta go Everybody all the way back. On Virginia, every wave started here. I mean, we got something in the water coming up. It's like we not getting enough support on the music end. That's, ne- that. that's next April. But yeah, pull up on me. Send me some music. Follow me on hey. Instagram. Listen, one of my favorite waves was in Virginia, too, man. I know Teddy Riley not from Virginia, but we're not going to sit here and act like once he moved to Virginia, his sound didn't go to another level. I don't know what was in that Virginia water, but it, but something happened. Yeah, shout out to Teddy Riley. Shout out to Pharrell. Shout out to the whole 757. I love the 757. Hello, who's this? This is DJ. DJ, get it off your chest. What's good, man? I just want to uh, actually shout, uh, shout out to all of New York City. Set some positive energy this morning as I'm on my way to the gym and give a shout out to myself for actually making it through to the radio first okay. time ever in my life. Big up yourself. All right, brother. 
right, y'all take care. Have a good morning. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? It's Tawana from Boston. Hey, Tawana, get it off your chest, my Oh, mom. shoot. They still listen to us in Boston ever since they took us off Jamie 94.5? You must be black. Yep, on iHeartRadio. Hey, <laughs> one time for the iHeartRadio app. What's up, Tawana? One time. DJ Envy, I'm upset with you. <laughs> what I do? I don't see any of your seminars online for um, Boston, New York, anything in the Northeast. And I want it down. So when are you going to have some more dates for your seminars? Well, we did four in the Northeast this year, but we're going to come to Boston next year, and we're probably going to do one either in New York or New Jersey. Probably sometime in December, but we definitely coming to Boston. But the problem is, I got five kids, Mom. I can't, I can't go out every weekend. So I try to, I, know, I try to I do once it. a month. Me but you know, husband, we're trying to put down. I got five <laughs> kids. One kid play football. One, one is in swimming. One's going to college. One's in preschool. Oh my god. One's, one's playing flag football. Daddy got to make it to them games now. I get it, I get it, but I'm trying to get this wealth in a family, so I'm trying to be down. Now nah, we we're, we're coming to Boston next year, and we're doing a um a, a real estate seminar in December, probably either in New York or New Jersey. But we coming to Atlanta in uh, next month, November. If you want to come to Atlanta, okay. Atlanta, no, I can't do Atlanta. I'm a teacher. I gotta be staying in the classroom. But oh, oh, oh you got your kids too. You gotta make sure you with her. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I'll let you, just follow me on the Instagram, and I'll let you know when we come close to uh, Boston, all right? All right, thank you. Y'all have a good day. You too. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. It's Jermaine out of Atlanta. What's going on? What's up, Jermaine? Get it off your chest. Hey, Charlemagne. Peace, King. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, man, say, man, I need you to pass that plug, man. I need that plug on that C-Mars and that male enhancement, man. Oh, man, that's dietary resolutions, man. I'm waiting for Isaiah to send me something new, too. I missed him. I was in Atlanta Friday. And he was dead. I missed him, man. But, uh, yeah, dietaryresolutions.com. You can get the sea moss, the male balance, all that good stuff. At FYI, you can go to Juice Bars, and they usually have sea moss drinks there. I know we have them at Juices for Life. But you're talking so about the not... pills, though, right? Yeah, you but, want but it's, the pills. The, it's real sea moss, yeah. too. You can also just drink sea yeah, yeah. moss in your juices. Because I got sea moss at home. Don't do what uh, Wax okay. does. You know, Wax ordered a, a, a shipment of sea moss, and it had to be refrigerated, and he didn't refrigerate it. <laughs> and yesterday when he opened up that sea moss, it really smelled like the bottom of the sea. It don't make no sense. Just go to Dietary Resolutions. They right. already got it pilled and packaged, man. And you if know you get saying? protein shakes, you should get sea moss shakes instead because they're actually better for you than protein shakes. And get that male ba- balance with the sea moss while you're at it. Hey, I, lo- I, lo- I, lo- I love a good male balance. Oh, hey. I got Trav on the line. What up, Trav? <laughs> you, love, you, love, you love when a male balances you on their lap. I, whoa. Whoa. I was looking for you. Well, you know what? I was going to say I was looking for you Sunday and Monday, but after that statement, I ain't going to say I was looking for you. What up, Trav? Trav, I'm going to see you Sunday. <laughs> I'm going to see you Sunday. Yee, who coming Sunday? Like, who's the special guest? Um, we have a couple of things lined up. I'll tell you right now, DJ Diamond Cuts will be there in the building with us. Hey. Yes. Uh, young Chris will be there with us in Philly for Lip Service Live, so make sure you come through. And then we have one more person, so I'm just waiting for them to send the picture for me to officially confirm, and we'll be all good. Ow, ow. What's going on, Charlemagne? What up, sis? How are you? I'm guessing Envy was looking for me because he, he he thought that we were going to be undefeated like somebody told him the Cowboys were going to be undefeated this season. Who the hell told we're him that? Be undefeated? I don't know who told him that. That's, that's how a lot of these fans is acting like the Cowboys are going to be undefeated. Like, Listen, nobody said we're going to be undefeated. They, 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 hate us, the they hate us more than they love their own teams. 
Okay? We give them life. Sure, I just wanted to make sure you was all right, Trav. Like, I care for you. I love you like a brother, man. And I know you was going through a lot on Sunday. I just wanted to make sure my brother was good. And you know, Envy, Envy is a D-hopper, so he was a Jets fan on Sunday. He, he ride with whatever New York team is winning. No, I'm a Giants nah, fan. Nah, he wasn't. Yeah, but, he, was, he was acting like a straight-up Jets stand yesterday. Know, I'm a Giants fan, oh, but please. whoever plays the Cowboys, I'm a fan of them. Now, I'm not a fan of no now, other team in the now, league. Man. I want anybody to beat the Cowboys. But how you feeling? How's your butt feeling this weekend? It ain't, it ain't nothing wrong with being a D-hopper every now and then. I want to talk about T.I. real quick, man. T.I. made this top 50 list, right? His top 50 rap list. And he had the audacity. He had the, the nerve not to put J. Cole in his top oh, 10. Yo. Man. Don't ever disrespect Oh there we and go. Put Kendrick in your top ten, and not put J Cole in your top ten when J Cole was the lyricist of the year. I don't know. The how, I, of the year. I don't know how you just go around disrespecting Kendrick Lamar the way that you do. I, you know the sad part about Kendrick Lamar. Whenever Kendrick takes breaks, y'all get real sporty at the mouth as if he's not the leader of the new school for this whole generation. For the past decade, if, listen, if, Cole, if we're being honest with each other, over the past 10 years, two of the top three albums of the past 10 years were Kendrick Lamar albums. And that would be Good Kid, Mad hey, City, Char. and The Pimple Butterfly. Char, who, who got lyricists of the year this year? I have no idea. Who gives out these awards? Who got, who, I don't know. Oh. Who said that? Who gave him lyricists of the year? Who? BT. Man, what the hell BT know? Well, Travis, Trav. Thank you for calling. Chev, I'll see you on Sunday. Can't wait. I'll see you Sunday. Would I give J. Cole lyricist of the year this year? He up there. 800. The baby, too, though. 585. And we going off just features. 5-1. Get it off your chest. Now, we got rumors on the way, Yee? Yes, let's talk about an artist who just got arrested in California. We don't even know why, but we're uh, getting some information as we speak. Also, a new radio show. This is going to be on in mornings. We'll tell you what hip-hop duo is doing this show. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors of Talk PNB Rock. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. Rumor. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, this story is still developing, but apparently PNB Rock was arrested yesterday in Watts, California. Hmm. You can see multiple police officers arresting him, and they searched his vehicle. They said right now details are unknown. They're just showing us this footage that a fan captured while they saw him. It looks like he was by himself also. Could have been for crosswalking. Happens all the time in L.A. He was in a car. Jaywalking? No, oh, he was in a car. Yeah. Mm. That's how they searched his vehicle. Mm. I don't know why they... All right, now Trina and Trick Daddy are going to be doing their own morning show. Okay, I like that, I like that. They'll be replacing Ricky Smiley in Miami. So that so. means there'll be our competition. Mm-hmm. That was a Jasmine brand exclusive. Yeah, there'll be our competition. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for them. I like Trina. I'm going to tell you the same thing I said when we were discussing Nick Cannon the other day. Uh, I don't see them doing that morning show long. And let me explain why before I say I'm hating. Uh, Trick and Trina both do shows Correct. all throughout the week. Doing radio every morning, have to, having to commit to that schedule will limit that. And being 40 plus years old and having to wake up every morning, like this isn't just a, a thing that you just pick up. <laughs> it's easier to that do when true. you've been conditioned to do it for, you know, a long time. But, but if they do shows on the weekend, maybe right. they say, you know what, they don't want to run around the country anymore. They just like to sit there at home and you, do the show. You think the money that they would be making during the week is going to surpass the money that they would make doing shows during the week? No. I don't know how much they make. We don't know what they're... Con- but they could also still do other things. Like, look at D.L. Hughley. He has a show, right? And he travels all the time. And he actually does his comedy. 
all over. There's comedians who perform still all the time. The DL so. syndicated, though. So being a DL syndicated, he can go to different states and pop up in different studios and do his shows. It's a difference when you got to be sitting there right there in one city all the time. Well, best of luck to them. I know uh, Trina did lip service live I, before, no, no, and no, she no, actually no, was no, talking no, about doing her own podcast, yeah. and she enjoyed it so much. So. Yeah, you're saying best of luck to them as if we're not on 103.5 to beat. That's our competition. Yeah, but there's <laughs> okay. room for everybody to make some money. I mean, blessings, smile- blessings to them, but once you step on this goddamn box in the morning, <laughs> all right, you fooled to me, all right? Salute to Trick Daddy and Trina. I don't know what the hell Angela E. talking about. I'll play. I, 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 I would like to see them I be like competition. as well. I like competition. And I like to play, goddamn it. I love Trina okay? and Trick. I love Trina and, and Trick. But and I'm you, happy for their new show, but. But, that's right. However, <laughs> all right, all right, however. But when you come on that basketball court, you might get goddamn right, you're getting crossed over. But I love them so much. About? Shout out to hey, Trina nothing about my friendly Trick. competition. There you go. Drop on the clues bombs with Trina and Trick. That's all right, last, now, Justin. That's the last love you're getting from me <laughs> <laughs> on that. Justin Timberlake <laughs> is going to be doing some new music. Now, as y'all know, back a couple of months ago, he posted a video on Instagram of him and Lizzo with the beat playing. Everybody wanted to know what was going on. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what he had to say. Lizzo and I met at the, funny enough, at the Songwriters Hall of Fame. And I was like, I'm such a fan. If you ever want to write. And, and she was, she, I think she thought I was lying. Um, but we got in and, and uh, we got a couple of ideas. And just I don't know when they're going to come out, but they're pretty good. Now, he also has just worked with SZA, he said the other day, and with Meek Mill as well. So, all right, Justin Timberlake. You excited about Justin Timberlake music? Um, I, I tend to like some of his songs, yeah. And I'd like to hear him. I love Lizzo, mm. and I love SZA, and Meek, so I think it could be good. I'm not, I'm not going to say excited, but I'm not against it. You know, yeah, I like, I I like Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake is dope. I don't feel yeah. like we have... It was been... How long has it been? A long right, time, it came right? out. Didn't he just come out two years ago? Did he? Maybe maybe last year. How was it? Oh, yeah, I got the shirt on. I got the, actually, got the hoodie on. You got his shirt on right now. Hoodie what is wrong with you, You got, you, a, you got on a Justin Timberlake Man of the Woods hoodie, and you asking, did he put out music lately? What is lately? wrong with you? You just be getting dressed You're in the so morning. Weird. I, I do. I just be, whatever, this is the first sweatshirt I see, I grab. I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> I just remember being Justin Timberlake, that song, um, Sexy Back. I always think about that, because I went to a wedding, Paul Rosenberg's wedding, and I remember that... Um, Tony Yayo was actually DJing for a little while, and he played Sexy Back 10 times in a row. Did he? Yes. How long ago was that? Wedding. It was a while ago mm. when Paul got married. <laughs> All right, now Justin Bieber, in the meantime, is selling his home in Beverly Hills, and he posted it on Instagram, and he's already gotten several prospective buyers. One of them is a billionaire. So he's been contacted by at least five different people, mm. either directly or through their realtors. And, yeah, the person who's a billionaire is from a very famous family. So... It's a property that he wants to sell. He bought it um, last year for $8.5 million. And when he posted it, he said he's down to sell it with all the furniture and everything. That's he very smart. Make an offer. That is very, very smart. Cut out the middleman, right? Yeah. All right. Alex Trebek, in the meantime, has no plans on stepping down as Jeopardy host. We told you he has pancreatic cancer. He's undergoing his second round of chemo. But, uh, you know, previously he had said that his days might be coming to an end on that show. But now he's saying that I guess he has no plans of stopping. So the show is taped two and a half months in advance. And as of now, they have shows into December. If he misses a few tapings, he can still catch up. I would say put your health first. But, I mean, if he stopped working on Jeopardy, that probably would speed up the process of death because he's so used to doing that all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes him happy. That that show keeps him alive. You're right. Yeah. He probably dies as soon as he disconnects from that show. Mm -hmm. And then he also had said previously he had these mouth sores that were making it difficult for him to speak. But they said he's just hypercritical about himself on the show. So any little thing 
if he says a sentence wrong or something like that. Right. He's very critical of now, himself. Now, I will say, if he starts to look physically sick on the show, they should tell him to, you know, sit down. But like you said, that's, this is probably keeping him alive. He probably enjoys getting up in the morning and seeing people and doing the show and connecting with people. Yeah. Probably what keeps him alive. So nothing was sadder when Dick Clark was, like, dead. Yeah. And they had him still doing the New Year's Eve stuff. Lord have mercy. And he could barely talk. Like, that was painful to watch, man. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. And, and I also want to say salute to everybody in Miami for making us number one on 103.5 to beat again. <laughs> Let's never forget okay, that. Okay, drop one of the clues bombs for all the listeners in Miami. Well, that's the reason they brought them in. To beat. Need some I new wanna, competition. Exactly. I want to thank. Uh, I want to salute the DJ 33 and the third. It just makes, it makes, it makes total sense why y'all, why y'all competition in Miami would take Ricky Smiley off and put Trick and Trina on. I get it. All right. Well, Changes that is your rumor report. Breakfast right. Club out here catching bodies. God damn it. You're all right over there. I'm always What's all right. What's going on? Okay? This is what I do. All right? In case you didn't know. I'm a Takashi. Charlemagne killed him. What? <laughs> Nothing. What all right. Front page news is next. Sleep, what are we bro. talking about? No, uh, we are going to talk about new Democratic polls. You know, the debate is um, about to be on. So... Mm-hmm. Let's talk about who's in the lead right now, and it's somebody new. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now in sports, the Packers beat the Lions last night, 23-22. I fell asleep during halftime, and they were up, but I guess, uh, as you can see, the Packers came back. Major League Baseball, Washington beat St. Louis 8-1 yesterday, and they can wrap up the series tonight at 8. Also today, at 4 p.m., the Yankees take on the Houston Astros. That series is tied 1-1. What else are we talking about, Yee? Uh, we'll talk about uh, a new poll. Because, you know, tonight is another Democratic debate. It's the CNN New York Times one tonight. It's going to air at 8 p.m. Eastern. Can't wait. Must see TV. And right before this debate, they released a poll yesterday that shows that Senator Elizabeth Warren is now in the top spot as far as all the Democratic candidates. She does lead Joe Biden by 30%, and he has 27% among Democratic voters right now. So they do expect that Bernie Sanders will return to the campaign trail after recovering from a recent heart attack. He came in at third with 11%. Then Pete Buttigieg was in there with 8%, and then Kamala Harris got 4%. None of the other candidates did top 2% in support as of now. So we'll be watching that debate tonight, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. That'll be moderated by Aaron Burnett and Anderson Cooper and Aaron. New York Times national editor Mark Lacey. So they'll be the moderators. I'm doing Aaron Burnett tomorrow. Drop on the clues bomb for Aaron Burnett. All I'm right, CNN. now, a teacher has been placed on leave after this racist rant in the school parking lot. They have identified this Philadelphia middle school teacher as well. Uh, the school is Drexel Hill Middle School. And you can see the woman who has con- been confirmed to be Renee Greeley by the school district. She is scrubbing the rear bumper of her pickup truck. And then she starts going in on the parent, Rashid Noel, who is black, by the way, who she was involved in a minor car crash with. Probably on welfare, too. Because I'm young and I'm black and the reason why you would say that. That's right, because you're black. <laughs> Always looking to melt the system. And you see me a white woman, do you think I got money? Not even a little bit. Don't even look like you got it. Go back to your welfare. Mad and nervous. I understand. I'm sorry. What if Renee? Wow. What if Renee would have said, "You're always looking to chocolate milk the system." <laughs> Well, yeah. And you know what's crazy about this whole thing in that video? You can see that. Um, Noel, Rashid Noel had a third grader in his car, according so to reports. Crazy. And other students were also watching 
this whole confrontation from the school. I like Rashida Demina. I appreciate his tone, but if you, he should have added a few relaxed crack ass crackers in there. You know what I'm saying? A couple unflustered mayonnaise flavored mammals in there would have been nice. Some even tempered human jar of Hellman's references would have been nice. Well, he was hey, much goddamn mayonnaise. He got, he got up out of there. That's what he was trying to do. And he had a third grader worked. in the car, and there were grader. kids watching. That's so, right. That was just a verbal altercation, though. Like she was saying some stuff. She told him he's milking the system, chocolate milk in the system. He could just be like, oh, whatever. He you want to steep, you poor ass crack, ass cracker. You, you know. Now I, the school. I'd be like, I got somebody to clean my bumper for me. You cleaning it yourself. The school district superintendent Daniel P. McGarry said, "I do not believe anyone who conducts themselves this way should be allowed to teach. Such commentary, such actions, will not be tolerated in our community." Now, as the leader of the school district, I'm coming out against it as hard as I can. We're not going to run from this. Did they fire? So, Originally, they hadn't even identified her and hadn't given out her name. Now they have. They've also placed her on administrative leave, and of course, she needs to be fired. Yeah, that's not so right that, now, she's on administrative leave without pay. I'm sure there's a process. That's not taking a stand. I'm sure there's a process because there's unions and everything in place, so you can't just... Yeah, but, but got, it has but to happen. There's got to be moral clauses, too, for things like overt racism. Like, you know what I'm saying? I understand it's a process, but certain things, I'm sure, would get you fired uh, expeditiously. Yeah, and uh, hopefully they do this like ASAP. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Gotta be nice to these people when they talk to you like that. Just just the same way Rashid had a nice even tone. He was nice and even tempered. You can say crack ass cracker in a nice, uh, you know, relaxed way. Well, he got the results that he He needed. He went. It went viral. He was very calm, cool, and collected. You could see he wasn't antagonizing the situation, and she was out of control. Yeah, she was. And and, and And there's nothing better than when you're nice and calm and doing you whatever. And the other person just looks like they are out of their mind. He's better than me because I'd have been screaming back. You don't got to scream. It's like, whatever, cracker. I'd just be like, well, we got this on video, so that's it for you. I would have been your mother, all types of different things, but that's just me. This is it. And you can do that in a nice, relaxed way. How do you do it in a nice way? What? Please, cracker. Uh, Cracker, could you please move so I can get out the way? Hey, cracker, you know you're on video, right? That's it. Well, I commend Rashid Noah for how he handled that he whole situation. Little, he, he I think a, he did a great job. He did, he did a great job. All right. Well, thank you for that front page news. Now, when we come back, Lala will be joining us. Lala, Keisha is dead, but Lala is alive. And we'll kick it with Lala when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. That's right. Lakeisha. And spoiler alert, if you didn't see Power this week, sorry. We got to talk about it's it. It's over. Oh, well, you know, it's okay because Notori posted that. Everybody yeah, did. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, so. it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. You how, died. Did, how did it feel to die? And even, be, even before the episode, they were giving that warning, like someone prominent is going to die in this episode. Right, right. So. It, was, it was a moment. It's definitely not easy to watch yourself mm-hmm. get a bullet to your head. Lord, That's not the easiest thing to watch. Yeah. And also, you know, for some people, it's just like, oh, Keisha died. For me, that means it's the end of my job. <laughs> <laughs> but it is the end of the series anyway. It's the end of the, well, I mean, there's spinoffs and stuff like right. that that's happening. But at the end of the day, you know, Power, I was on there from season one, episode one, six seasons. So that was a big part of my life but all good things have to come to an end at some point and it made sense in the story and my thing is if you're gonna leave a show you wanna leave a show with a bang literally not a bang to the head though brain splattered on the floor but you want people to talk about it you don't just wanna like Mm -hmm. Disappear and nobody cares about it. Like I feel like this is a moment that people always talk about. Well, is your son watching now? No, before you said your son doesn't watch it. He's not allowed to watch Power, but I did let him watch this episode. That's yeah. traumatizing. Yeah. Why would you do that? Every episode, you know, they kept saying, "Mom, all my friends said you get killed this episode. I want to watch it. I want to watch it." So I let him and his two friends Lord watch it, mercy. and they were like, 
oh, this is crazy. Really? Crazy. I looked at his face, and he it was a moment for him. He was like, Mom, that, that was intense. I hated it. And the reason I hated it is because I feel like Tommy deserves better. I hate all the black characters on Power <laughs> I so saw much. what you tweeted. I'm serious. I, that's the what only, did you tweet, though? What exactly? I said, this is the, Power's the only show that makes me not root for everybody black. I find myself rooting. For the white guy. I don't know. Didn't Tommy kill his ex-girlfriend and his own yes. dad? Yes. Who cares? I mean, I don't Who know cares? if that makes him a he really the, great he loved, guy. He loved the Afro-Latino. Now, Lala, let's talk about you, though, in real life, right? Because Lakeisha was so ride or die. In real life, if you were in that position, right? what do you think you would have done? Would you have... Because, obviously, Child Services was about to take your son. Right, right, right. But this is the man that you love, and then you're also scared of him mm -hmm. because he could kill you. In real life, what does one do? Is Lala well, ride or die? Yeah, no, I'm ride or die. Yeah, I've known <laughs> me since when I was a teenager. You know I'm ride or die, but nothing comes before my son. Word. So You're snitching. If it's for my kid, I'm, I'm telling okay. everything. How do you balance that? How do you balance your life and everything that you're doing, and then on Friday nights, I still see you at the basketball games. Like, How do you balance that? <laughs> I only have one kid. I'm not like you with 100 kids running around. I got I one. I got five. Okay. You, got five. you got a lot. Five is 100. But you shoot in Atlanta, but then you're, you're, yeah, you're but in Yeah, but you know, Atlanta one, is, one I Vegas. could juggle. One I could juggle. Cayenne travels with me a lot, and I always make time for what's important to him, which is school and basketball. He's mm -hmm. killing it in basketball, so I want to be present for him. I want him to feel like my mom was there. She was a part of it, not right. like, you know, I never saw my mom. And the great thing about the job I do I could bring him to work sometimes. He mm -hmm. could see what the set is like and experience that. So I always try to make a way where he's involved in what I'm doing, and I'm always there for what he's doing. Does he like it, though? Does he like it how famous his mommy is when people want to take pictures? Or is he like, come on, mom? Yeah, he's kind of like, come on. I don't think it, it phases him that much. He still tells me I can't come into school when it's time to pick him up. I got to really? wait outside. <laughs> and then what else did he tell? Oh, he doesn't like taking pictures with me anymore, he said. He's not into taking pictures now. And you also said Halloween's coming up. I was like, what do you want to be for Halloween? He's not into Halloween anymore. Okay. He doesn't so like the way you dress too, though, right? He doesn't. He, he just be like, Scantily Ma, clad. Ma, that's what, you wear. <laughs> that's what you're wearing today? He'll say that. He'll pick he him up like say, that, though. No, I don't pick him up like that. <laughs> come on, come no, I don't on, pick Ma. him up like that. But he does not want me anywhere near that school. He's like, can you wait down the block? I'm like, do you not know your mom is cool? Like, I'm a cool mom. He doesn't He doesn't care about that. Now, was this after the La La's Tata's episode, maybe? <laughs> Maybe the little boys in the it school saw been, a little too been. much. No, he tells me. He's like, <laughs> he my friend said you had a kissing scene. Or my friend said wow. they saw you doing something on TV. And I said, doing what? He's like, you know what I'm talking about. Wow. Like, you know, he says that. But he's not allowed to watch Power. But it's crazy because all his friends, he's 12 years old, they all watch Power. You don't think he watches it when you're not around? He Googled it. I don't, I, maybe, maybe. He's definitely watched it. Let's maybe, be clear. Maybe, maybe. Would you let a 12-year-old watch Power? No. Nah. Cause no. My daughter's 11. I make her leave the room. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, but nah, they nah, can nah. still, I feel like they have so much access to Yeah, they everything. have access, but you're not going to be watching it on my watch. Right. Yeah, last night, dude was <laughs> off watching it. Right. No. no. By the way, he saw that and I was like, <laughs> I should turn it off. He was like, he was like, mom, what's going on? I was like, oh. Like, what video game is that? <laughs> Did he win? <laughs> Oh my God! So you had to explain that. I I, I just I just kept, I just went past that. So yeah. next up, you're on the shy. The shy. Shout out to Lena and I'm the definitely crew. Definitely getting killed there. on that too. That's gonna be the thing for a while. They're gonna start killing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. I need this bread. Don't say that. Yes. Yeah, so the shy. So I started filming that season three. I'm um, having a great time in Chicago with um, Jacob Lattimore and the crew over there. Lena's amazing. The writing on the show is amazing. It's interesting because. Being on power for six years and now switching over to the shy, I have to 
switch my mindset. It's a new character. It's a new environment. There's a character on the show named Keisha. Mm-hmm. So I was telling my makeup <laughs> artists and hairstyles, I'll read the script and my mind wow. just goes to Keisha. And right. I'm like, oh no, you're not Keisha in this. You're Dom. My character's name is Dom. Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout for that. Season three, we're actually filming now. I go back out to Chicago tomorrow. What's your character? So I am, I run like a local hood kind of ch- chicken spot. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> Jacob comes to me saying we need to be in business together and him and I try to do this late night kind of chicken spot together and obviously all kind of stuff transpires. Are you upset? I mean, are you, are you scared that people in Chicago be like, she's not from Chicago? Um, Maybe a little bit, but I, even that character, I don't think I'm trying to necessarily be from Chicago. You mm-hmm. could be in Chicago and not be from there. Mm-hmm. I think I posted a picture from my trailer and I had like a vintage like FUBU pants on and it was like, nobody in Chicago wears FUBU. <laughs> I was like, I'm from New York. Like <laughs> nobody this, in New York wears football. But, well, it was vintage. Okay, no, that was thank right. you. I'm it was sorry. vintage. I'm sorry. But I'm, I'm sorry. like, that was me, Lala. Like I'm New York all day. Right. I mean, that's never gonna change. Mm-hmm. Oh, they thought that was the character. Yeah, I'm oh, like, that's my you, real you, clothes. You, that's you, me. All right, we got more with Lala. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Lala, Charlamagne. You got a new show coming out with Fifty Two, right? Yeah, so 50 and I are producing a show on Stars called Intercepted, mm-hmm. which I'm excited about. We're really moving fast on that, and it's just the behind-the-scenes of... It takes place in the NFL, but the behind-the-scenes stuff that really happens that nobody ever talks about. Like, mm-hmm. you think you know what goes on behind the scenes until you really live it. Obviously, I lived it. Mine was NBA, but this is NFL. Um, and the real stories of, like, you know, the agents, the women, all the, all the crazy that happened, so we're excited for that. It's called Intercepted, and it's going to be on Stars as well. Why not do the NBA? I know you got stories. Because, <laughs> because the NBA, I was like, it's too close to me. It's like, oh, that's everything I do is going to say, like, oh, that happened to her. That happened to her, or oh, Melo must have did that to her. So at they're least do it the same way they're anyway. still going to do it. But mm-hmm. NFL, it, it kind of mix it up, and all the stories are not my own stories. I mean, mm-hmm. I have stories from tons of athletes, tons of women. We all got stories. I mean, you don't have to be in it to have stories. Give us like an it. example of a story. Um, I'll tell you what the, it kind of opens up as. This this woman is is married to this player, and she ends up having a one night stand because she feels like she's ignored by him, mm-hmm. and he's not paying her any attention. And this in this world, athletes are focused on what they're focused on. A lot of times, a woman feel neglected mm-hmm. or like they're not being paid attention to. So she has a one night stand, and about six months later, a new quarterback comes on the team, and she doesn't re- she realizes that's the guy she had the one night stand with. So now he's in in their circle, and how do you deal with that? I'm not saying, I don't know a story where that particularly right. happened, but I'm just saying those kind of Should stories. Should tell in that situation? That's what, the, that's what it's all oh, about. No. What? Deal with that. Don't tell Oh, no, nah, my mom no says you better take everything to the grave. Don't Absolutely. tell nothing. Don't tell nothing. I ain't telling nothing. Do you, do you approach that new quarterback and say, look, I know what happened. Nope. Or do you no, just not, you don't know him no more. He not going to say nothing. You guys talk. Y'all do talk more than girls, by nope, the way. not true. You're not yeah, a talker? Yeah, guys definitely nah. do, especially in the locker room. Never. Envy you a talker? Okay. It'll be right up in that last Especially one. That's when like, you get grown. And you know how much worse it is? Wouldn't you rather hear that from your girl than from the guy? Like, wouldn't you rather she tell but you? But guys are different. I don't. Guys are not as forgiving. If if your wife told you she cheated on you, that's a whole nother story. You now, tell her you cheated on her, you want her to forgive you. Yes. You want her to get over it. Let her tell you she cheated on you and what would happen. She, cheated, she, on, she cheated on me in college. We've been together no, 23 but since years. No, been married. Oh, no, no, that's a wrap. That's what I'm saying. No. Let's say she went out with everyone. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, why? But wait, can we talk? Let's see. I'm going to interview you. You always want to interview go. everybody else. Let's do it. Go. I'm just as good at this 
as you are. I know. Okay, so why is it that women are mm. supposed to forgive mm. and be okay with it, and men are supposed to just be able to do whatever they they want to do, and we're supposed to just yeah. Well, no, I don't think that women should be okay with it, but I think that if you really love somebody, you'll be willing to forgive but them. But you won't forgive your wife if she cheated on you, and you really only love because her. I'm really clean now. Mm. I've been clean. Oh, I've been clean. clean for black years. men don't cheat. And exactly. Now, it's been clean. I've been clean for three years. Three? Yes. They, they've been together. Since October of 2016. Now, mind you, last week he said four years. This I was wrong. Was three, it's, three, it's, three, it's three now. And you know the month? You know I told, last time I got some other phone from was October 2016. And she obviously knows about that. Yes, she does. <laughs> You know what, though? You're right, though, because I think a lot of times people look at the women like you did something wrong if you don't of forgive. Of course, and we're not given the same, like, flexibility as a man. If you hear a woman is married and she slept around, all of a sudden she's a hoe, she's a thought, she's this. When a man does it, it's like, oh, well, that's expected. Right, you know, like, you women know what don't you get, yeah. signed up for. Because y'all don't just... Y'all be all into the person and talking to them on the phone. Y'all get emotionally connected to people. <laughs> Men cheat for ego. Women cheat for emo. That's Sometimes the difference. Sometimes women cheat for That's ego. That's what he told okay. himself. That's what is he that told what he said? That's the truth. That no. that Say that, that line one more time. Men, Men cheat. cheat for ego. Women cheat for emo. Not always. What do you mean? Because guys do end <laughs> up getting with their side chick. Yeah, them raw and more than three times. You know, I can't. <laughs> wait, so it's got to be raw and it's got to be more than three times? No, if yeah, if you have sex with a girl unprotected and you do it more than three times, you're in a relationship. In? Absolutely. You're in a relationship. He does weird stuff. <laughs> and how do you tell if they got an STD or something? Ooh. That's old. The ear wax test. What was that? When you put a little, you dig in your ear and you put the wax on your, in your finger and you stick it <laughs> and if she jumps, that means she got something. And you shouldn't be dating a guy with earwax coming out his face. Everybody got earwax. If y'all can see everybody's face in this room right now, they like. So you got some weird rules. But by the way, everybody gonna go home and be like. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) If you got chlamydia, try it on yourself right now. I bet you it'll work. Speaking of the NBA, do you think Carmelo's being blackballed? Um, woof, that was a quick. We just went from earwax um, to blackball. <laughs> I don't think he's being blackballed. I don't think it's blackball, but I do think that it's really a crazy situation and unfair that, you know, he's not in, in the NBA. He still is one of the top players in the NBA. No I mean, team picked him up, but that's not blackball? Not one? The worst team in the NBA didn't even say, you know what, we can use Melo? You have a point. I'm thinking about it. But I, blackball to me is like, I still think there's a chance. So maybe that's mm-hmm. why I say not blackball. The USA still team think, said no. And they lost. Yeah, they did. They did. But I don't, I, I, yeah, it's, it doesn't make sense to me. I ask people about it all the time. Mm-hmm. I try to figure out the rhyme or reason behind it. And it just, I can't come up with anything. I just hope that before the season starts or in the beginning of the season, a team sees a need for him and, and comes through because he wants to play basketball. He's still definitely in shape and, and ready to play basketball. So to see him not in the league, it doesn't even feel right. Strange. Yeah. How do you explain that to Cayenne? Because I know he asks. He asks a lot. He has a tough time with it. He's, you know, mm-hmm. kids at school and mm-hmm. parents say things. And we just say that hopefully something's going to give. And if not, you know, at the end of the day, no one can take a, take away the run that his dad has. His dad th- did things in the NBA that will never be forgotten, won awards, won ch- championships in college, you know, did amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. So his dad's legacy is going to be his legacy regardless, you know. And I always tell Kyan maybe you could play like you got a little chip on your shoulder because mm-hmm. of what happened to dad. That's and, true. And let that push you through. So when you get to the NBA... You can say this is for my dad. So he knows he's going to the NBA, right? He thinks he is. I, I mean, don't see why I, not, especially when he hit that growth spurt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nice. his, it's always a chance. But I tell him, too, getting in the NBA is one of the hardest things in the world just because your dad and everyone around you, whether it's Braun or D-Wade or CP, his dad's closest friends, like just because they're in the NBA doesn't mean that's an easy thing. Let's not get it twisted. You're not just getting in because you're Melo's son. You got to work. And my son does work, but there's always 
right. more to be done. Would mm-hmm. you want him to go to college or go straight? I want him to go to college. Mello would, Mello would absolutely disagree with me. I don't know. Go straight there. You go to college, that, get injured. That's what Mel You can Mel always says. go back and get your degree. I, I would like my son to experience a year or two of college just to have that experience, but nobody seems to agree with me. Yeah, but you know, it, it, it'll all work out because you'll be in Hollywood. And then Cayenne can go play in California. Then he can get paid <laughs> off his likeness, you know, because they just passed that law. He'll be fine. It'll be good. You think the Knicks did, did Melo dirty? I think, I, I mean, we had a great time when Mel was at the Knicks, but I think that the Knicks could have brought him in and let him end it the right way in Correct. New York, whether it's one or two more seasons. I think that would have been great for New York. And to me, it's all about ticket sales and generating money. You would have generated so much With money, yep. so much money by doing that. And Mel is such a mentor to a lot of these young players. I don't see how it could have been a bad thing. So I think that they could have allowed him to end it there and just bring so much excitement back to the city, back to the garden. I think they they dropped the ball on that one. All right, we got more with Lala. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Lala. Charlamagne? When you do roles like Keisha, do you find yourself really falling for the love interest? Because Tom, I mean, Tom, Joe's a cancer. Right. You're a cancer. Right. It's hard to pretend in those situations, right? Um, It is acting, but you want to find things about the person that you gravitate to because you want it to feel real and, and be real. So there's things that Joe and I connect on. I mean, even family. He he has a wife. You know, we talk about marriage and different things like that. So we connect there. But, yeah, you have to find something you connect mm-hmm. with the person with. But, no, I'm not trying to sleep with him or be with him outside of the show. But is but it we awkward after, have- though? You know, after you just have a scene and then y'all go into the room, is it like, uh, you know, is it a, a It could be, feeling? sex scenes could be awkward. If somebody tells you different, they lying. It could be awkward. I mean, you stand <laughs> What's awkward there, about him? Most of your clothes are off. Like, you just close off. It's a bunch of people in the room, and you're trying to act like it's just you and that person, mm-hmm. and you can feel that. Even on a closed set, a closed set still means there's at least 10 people in the room. Right. It's not closed, closed. So you're insinuating that you're having sex with somebody, and then it's like cut, and you're just, like you say, you're just like, okay. And you're thinking about that. your sex basis, too, I'm sure. Yeah, you're thinking about a lot of things, <laughs> and then I'm sure with guys, I'm not a guy, but you trying not to... Get on. I've heard they said it's hard for them to get hard with all those people watching and knowing that they're working. It probably is, but I felt... But you felt is. some. Not on that <laughs> set, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you basically saying Joe was getting hard all the time? Oh, man. Is that what you're saying? I didn't say that. I didn't say that, but I can see how it easily... You can see it. By the way, one, a, a, while ago, a while ago, and somebody told me this was so wrong, but my acting coach, one of my acting coaches told me, if you do a sex scene and the guy doesn't get hard, you did not do your job. That is true. And I was like, mm. really? But other actors would not agree with that. This was just from an acting coach. Wow. But I always <laughs> laugh at that because you do want to feel like you're doing what you're supposed right. to be doing. Right. But at the same time, it's like, and by the way, let us let me just say this because people think this too. You're not really having sex. Mm-hmm. You're not really <laughs> There's no penetration. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, I knew y'all was really. Like, come on, you think you're really going to be doing that? So I just want to clarify that right now because it's some people that still really believe, like, nah, they really They got sure a dry situations. humping. That was humping, though. They got to be a little dry humping. It's, it's like dry humping, but also the way your bodies are positioned, sometimes his body will be lower than mine. So you're dry humping, like, my thigh. It's you're not like, like you're really hitting me. Whatever works. Right, okay, whatever works. <laughs> I always wonder how the Drake video came about. Kiki? Yeah. So, I mean, I've always been a Drake fan. Drake's always been a friend of mine, and it was a huge song, and he knows, you know, I was doing my acting thing. It was a chance to play opposite Felicia Rashad. Who wouldn't want that? Cosby show. I was like, this is iconic. He's like, yo, you want to be Kiki? I'm like, say no more to be there. And I knew that was something, like, my son, Cayenne, would love. Mommy know Drake? 
and then mo mommy's Kiki, mommy's Kiki, and Drake FaceTimes him and they play Fortnite together and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So it's a it's a it's a cool vibe. But I thought that was a, a great moment. All right. Do you get upset when people say you can't act? Um not really. I think, you know, you gotta be worried when people aren't talking. My thing is that I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. So if I couldn't do it, then why am I doing it? If you could do it better, then why are you not getting the jobs I'm exactly. getting? And I just think in this day and age with social media, like People just want to hate. They just mm -hmm. want to have a reason to mm -hmm. hate. They hate you. They just want to uh, have yeah. a reason mm -hmm. to hate. Sometimes people will talk to me even about Charlamagne. I'm like, but did you really listen to what he was saying or you just want to hate just because? That's mm -hmm. just in the nature of people. And I had to stop worrying about that a long time ago. You know, we're so quick to respond to the people that are hating and not respond to the millions of people that are showing you so much love. It's like you want to respond to the one person mm -hmm. that's saying some foul shit about you and you won't even say thank you to the hundreds that are saying Great about you. Real. As an actress, we've watched you grow. Just like throughout, from, from the VJ to what you're doing now. When you was at Tyler Perry event last week, what did that make you feel? like? Honestly, and that's what I was saying, I, I've never felt anything like that in my life. To be in a room with people I grew up watching and icons and people I never even thought I would be in the same room with. Mm -hmm. Because I've seen all those people separately, but everyone together like that mm -hmm. and the love that everyone showed it was it was an unreal amazing experience that's one of those things you dream about and you're like i'm really mm -hmm. here you know and i had to take a moment for myself because when you have people like miss debbie allen or mr samuel L. jackson or miss felicia rashad coming up to you and saying i love what you're doing on power mm -hmm. i love how you're playing this character if they telling me that you think i give a about what some Twitter troll or instagram person say if <laughs> debbie allen is telling me i want to mm -hmm. work with you i love what you're doing I don't care what nobody else ever says to me. So I felt a lot of that in that room as well. And everyone just celebrating each other mm -hmm. was so much, so much love. And Spike was there. Um, Spike has given me opportunities. I was in Chirac, his movie. So it was just, it was just, it was unreal. So shout out to Tyler Perry for even including me and inviting me to that. That's an invite I was happy that I got. Word. You ever wanted to start documenting your life again? Like how Lala's full court life? I think I'm done with that. I'm done with giving that much access to everything I do. I mean, for me and my sanity, there's parts of my life that I just have to keep protected. And, and now that my son is getting older, mm -hmm. there's parts of his life I have to keep, you know, protected. Because when he goes out, people recognize him and mm -hmm. he didn't ask for that. And I always got to keep an extra eye on him. And there's certain things he can't do. And he's like, well, mom, why can't I just walk to the store, do mm -hmm. stuff like this? But it's different for him. So I just want to be careful with that type of stuff. Is he mm -hmm. talking to girls on the phone yet and texting? He tells me he's not, but I know that he is. <laughs> and he asked me, like, can he go to Dave & Buster's or can he go to the movies? So You let him go? I let him go. Mm -hmm. What if he's learning <laughs> about sex from Poway and you don't even realize? Oh, God. oh my God. <laughs> what age do boys start having sex? Not 12. Well, it depends. I was getting Hopefully touched not. on at 8 by my cousin's ex-wife. I mean, I look back and I know it was molestation. Now. Okay, but, but that was... but Okay. Yes. What about when you... She's about consensual. Consensually started Probably having sex. about 16. Okay. So. And then you start thinking about when you lost your virginity <gasps> and how old you were, and you're like, ooh, I hope that. I know. Because in my mind, he wouldn't even be thinking about that. But now, I, I don't he know. He good. He good. He, he, he going to be different, though. Okay. He, no, no, but he, he a ball player. That's he not 12 now? College. College. And, he and 12, crazy. he's 14, in the seventh no, grade. College. 14? Probably 14. No, college. He's going to be tall, too? Oh, my God. No, yeah. You college. said college? I said college. Nah. So you don't think he would be having sex at high school? Nah. Well, Evie was a late bloomer. That's why oh, he said I was a late bloomer. After high school? <laughs> but 
<laughs> no, nah, it was it was high school, senior year, high school. Okay, yeah. That but was a so you got to take. Mama's always around. That was a look. Mama's always around. Mama takes him to everything. He's always next to mama. Like it's it's kind of it's gonna be kind of hard. She's not with him right now. <laughs> he's in school you right know, now. You have to yeah, always make time. You no, know, he's in school. <laughs> yeah, when you lose your virginity? I was like eleventh grade. So like That's 7, true, yeah. 16, 17. Yeah. What about you? You looking like you you was 15, an early one. 15. 15. 15. I did it once and I hated it. And then I didn't do it again for two years. Now what if Kyan brings a white woman home when she gets popping in the in the basketball world? You know, my thing is that people should be able to love whoever they want to love. And I mean, I want to support my son. I don't want to be that mom who's right. like, you can't do this or you can't do that. Or if you bring this kind of girl, because I would not have wanted to be treated like that by anybody. I was with mom mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. So... I want to be understanding and cool, man. Love is love. Like, whoever you fall in love with, that's your choice. You got to live with them. I don't. So as long as the She's person nice makes girl. him happy, I'm good with Now, Lala, ask Charlamagne the same question. Just showing what? pictures of how ask white Charlamagne the same question. If a white man... If his daughter... Yeah, tell man. me about that. I don't... Yeah, I would want her to have a black man. You would? Yeah. You, that's what I'm saying. That would I'm be... I'm not against it right, if she that does. That would be your preference, but are you going to be like, this white man can't come into my house? I need more details. Well, hopefully need, it's not a man because his kids are very young. I need more details. I can't just say, I can't just make a blanket statement like what that. What do you mean? What do you mean he's a white I got to know what his parents are like. I got to know, what, you know what, what interests they are. Yeah, it does matter. I need to know a lot. It's a lot of things that go so into So do you that. need to know the same things if it was a black guy? Yes. Okay. But That's fair. just double if it's white. <laughs> That's fair. That's all. What are you talking about what, the way white women ate? You want you want white people to just hate you? What's wrong you said with the you? Way white people ate? What are you, you said? talking no, about the way white women ate? Yes. You show Kyan a picture and say, look, this is a white woman at 45. This is a black woman at 45. This guy's crazy. You, this is the uh, black woman at 20. See how things didn't change? This you, is the white woman at 20. See how much things changed? Lala. We, we, it's an investment. You, He's crazy. Don't go down that road. I love everybody. Yes. White, black, in between. I, I love all y'all. All right. Well, Lala, thank you for joining us. Thank you, us. guys. It's the love y'all so much. I appreciate it. Thank Good you. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Zoe Kravitz. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right, so Zoe Kravitz is going to be starring alongside Robert Pattinson and Batman as Catwoman. So that'd be nice to see. That's I like a good Zoe casting. Kravitz. I hate DC movies, but I like the Batman universe. That's a good casting. All right, so yes, we'll look forward to that. I just saw Zoe Kravitz at Afropunk Festival in Brooklyn, too. She was there. Uh, Kim Kardashian. Now let's talk about her going to the Met Gala, and you saw her outfit. She had to put on two pairs of shapewear underneath her dress in order to have that cinched waist look that she wanted to have. And, of course, that means that it's very difficult to go to the bathroom. I don't know if you guys wear shapewear ever. No. But with the shapewear, you have like to... like Spanx? Yes. Yeah, you know she has mm -hmm. her own line. Mm -hmm. So she... Basically, with that, if it's a full one piece, you have to, like... They have a hole in the bottom, so you could kind of, like, try to slide it to the side to go to the bathroom. Or you have to take the whole thing down. And then put it back up. So obviously it was Seems hard like for her painful. to put on her dress. It's not really. It's like wearing something very fitted. Now that's extra fitted. Like they seem like seems like you couldn't breathe. Right. I probably worn Sphinx like four times ever. It's not that bad though. It feels it's comfortable. And now she said that if she had to go to the bathroom though, she had a plan. I gotta pee. It's a problem. Well, I would, honestly, so I'll go home. No, but if, I, if it's an emergency, what do we do? I think I pee my pants and then have my sister wipe my leg up. Come on now. All that for fashion? Now, what makes you think your sister would want to even do that? 
I mean, you don't wipe the pee off and, your leg. And, I mean, listen, that's her sister. My my sister's keeper. She might do that. Why can't she wipe her own leg up? Maybe she can't bend over. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So everybody started laughing, thinking that it was a joke. But she was like, "I'm not joking. She can wipe my leg up." In addition to that, Kanye had some issues with her outfit, and it was stressful for her. Listen to this. Horses like a formal underwear. It's hot. It's like it's hot for who? So like the night before the fact, you're gonna come in here. And say that you're not into a corset vibe. Give me really bad anxiety. Why is that giving you anxiety to say that? Because you knew last night I was having really bad anxiety and I don't need any more negative energy for you to now say that you're not into me wearing a tight dress. You are my wife and it affects me when pictures are too sexy. You built me up to have, be this like sexy person and confidence and all this stuff. Yeah. And just because you're on a journey and you're on your transformation doesn't mean that I'm in the right, I'm in the same spot with you. I agree with Kim K on this one. <laughs> Drop one of Clues Bomb for Kim Kardashian. Kim says, I was doing this before I got with you. I've been doing it while we together. You encouraged it, and this is what I still like to do. I'm not switching up now because I'm not ready to. But he's Just changed. because he's doing his Sunday service doesn't mean that she has to dress the part that he is. He's Kanye, seen the light. Kanye, you can't change a player's game in the ninth inning, okay? But on the other side, I don't think it's a problem with Kanye expressing his insecurities. If it affects him, he's allowed to say that. But it's also... It's terrible timing, though, when she's already getting dressed and it's coming up. How was putting her dress on. You should have said that a month ago. ago. I was yeah. Mary, I was Mary Magdalene uh, dressing when she was roaming around with Jesus. Mary Magdalene was a prostitute, so how was Mary Magdalene dressing? But this is her brand. I this would is like kind to know. of what she does. And she also has that shapewear line. So I'm sure she wants to wear something really fitted so she can show how her shapewear line what works. What you should do, Yeezus, all right? Yeezus should see what Mary Magdalene was wearing and dress Kim like Mary Magdalene. <laughs> Create that type of outfit with Yeezus. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, I need Aaron Dean, the police officer who murdered uh, Atiana Jefferson. Atatiana. Tatiana Jefferson in Fort Worth to come to the front of the congregation. We'd like to have a word with him. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Gee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. That's right. This is one of my partners who I uh, don't like talking to because her stories give me anxiety, but she's necessary to talk That's to. That's right. Tony Rivera. Good morning. Good morning. Good you want to tell the people exactly who you are and what you do? Please. Um, my name is Tony D. Rivera. Um... I'm an advocate for sex and human trafficking. I was a victim. I went from being a victim to a trafficker, and now I rescue. Most people call me the black modern-day Harriet Tubman. (laughs) (laughs) Why? I don't know. What's your story? Let's start from the beginning, because you said you were a victim. Oh, the official title is anti-sex trafficking activist, right? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Now, you said you were a victim. What what happened? Explain what happened, because like like Charlamagne said, we love you. Sometimes when you talk to us, it's like... I got three daughters. You know what I'm saying? They talk to you about trafficking. I'm like, ooh. Lord have mercy, man. But but people need to hear these stories, though. So what happened? Went to the Freak Nate. Freaknik in Atlanta. Atlanta. What year 96. was 96. How old were you? I don't want to put your age out there, uh, but were you a teen? Yeah, teen. Oh, teenage, okay. Um, 16, turned 17. Mm-hmm. And went down. We were supposed to be home, you know, sleep over. But I'm the one of the group that's like, you know, I want to go. I want to do things. I want to see everything. I want to I want to just be out there. Right. Coming from the little town, which Charlamagne know where I'm coming from. It's very small, mm-hmm. you know. And um, What's the town called? 
The count the town is Calhoun Falls, right outside of Columbia, Irmo, Lexington, South Carolina. South Carolina. Carolina. Yep. <laughs> Therefore, I, I gotta say this because there's a lot of kids out there be like, what the heck is Freaknik? Freaknik is like what Miami Fourth of July, Miami yes. uh Martin Luther King weekend is now. Where we all used to go down to Atlanta and it used to be Times hundred though. Disrespectful times yes. hundred. Very, oh, go ahead. Very much so. Um we went down, we had no money. Mind you, no money to for gas, no food, money for food, nothing. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do what I do best. Got on top of the car, had a little Daisy Dukes on, as we used to call it, mm-hmm. start dancing. And right before my eyes, made us $800. And we had nothing. So people just started throwing money. Throwing money. Mm-hmm. Then this, one, once I got off the car, this guy came up to me. Um, and he was like, I see you like to dance, huh? And I was like, yeah. And he just gave me this fat wild of money. And you know, being from where I'm from at that time, you didn't talk to your kids about stranger danger. Mm-hmm. So... Me getting that kind of money from somebody who I don't know. And then he had that New York accent. So it was like... Talking fast. Yeah. Yes. It's never too old for Stranger Danger, by the way. Oh, it's really not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really not. And when he gave me that, he was like, where y'all staying at? I was like, um, we don't know yet. He was like, I can get y'all a room. So he got us a room at um, Howard Johnson by the airport. So we went Howard there. Johnson back in the day was yes. where we stayed. Howard Johnson, yes. Red Roof Inn, but go ahead. Yeah, we stayed there. Um, we still not thinking nothing about it. So he was like, I gotta, I'm got i going to a club. I don't know if y'all remember Cheetahs down in Atlanta. Yep, mm-hmm. I remember Cheetahs. So he took me there, um, told a guy that I was 18. They let me in. And next thing I know, I hear um, Southern Bell, you know, Southern Bell come to the stage. I'm like, who the f- is Southern Bell? You know, I'm looking around like everybody else is looking around. Who is Southern Bell? Next thing I know, he tell me to go on the stage. So I get on the stage and start dancing, and I'm really seeing the money. And so Southern Bell, he pointed to you, and you say, he can say, go. You was like, all right, well, I, we ain't got no money anyway. Exactly. So got on the stage, started dancing, made more money. So it was like me coming from a little town, not knowing about Stranger Danger, and me just getting all this money, but not knowing in the back of my mind he had something set up for me. And what was that? what was that plan that he had for you? Back then, y'all called it prostitution. We all called it prostitution. Mm-hmm. You know, I was the hoe, he was the pimp. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, we were going to run with it. Then he knew that I liked to sing. Um, and he just, you know, made it known that in order for me to get where I need to be, I need to be f***able. I had to do it. If that's what I wanted, that's how he wanted to present it to me, help me get on, that's what I had to do. So I just went with it and started doing it. We never went back home after Greek Yes, I went back home. He allowed me to go back home because I told him the truth. I told him everything. And that's one thing that I try to get parents to talk to their kids about. Do not allow your kid to tell friend, quote, unquote, everything. You don't know who your kid's talking to on social Mm -hmm. media or whatever. But just be careful. Keep something sacred because that's what he did to me. He got all my information from where I was from to my mom name, my dad name, everything, Mm -hmm. you know. And so 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 he, so when you do something like that, then he can keep tabs on you. Yes. So he don't mind sending you home because exactly. he can always go get come, you. Come, and that's what he did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he would come get me. He what would you send mean, me money. You, like come in your mama house and come knock in my, the door? Yeah, he came to my little town. Was your dad there? Nah, my dad, my mom and my dad split up when I was like 13. So your dad wasn't like, in your life? Yeah, I mm-hmm. was real young when they split. So he would he would come pick you, let you go home, come pick you up and mm-hmm. then what? Send me, send me tickets for me to come wherever he was at. And, you know, I'm thinking I'm just going to party. Not knowing I'm going to a hotel where all these guys is at. And, you know, with me being molested as a kid, it didn't feel wrong to me sleeping with different guys. Because you still was experiencing that trauma from being exactly. molested as a child. It was like a mental thing, you know. And for a long time, I had to do it. 
because it made me feel better. And was the pimp, he, was he taking care of you and everything? Or, or was it one of those? It was at a, first. Because sometimes we had pimps are good. I don't want to say good pimps, but they take care. And sometimes yeah. it's abusive. At first. At first. But when I wanted to just stop, because I was supposed to go off to school, um, I went to Pittsburgh with my cousin, and he followed me there. So my family didn't find out. Find, they didn't find out until what, August 2016 that I really wasn't in school. Everybody thought I had just left. So this is 10 years? Yeah. Jesus Christ. So it's like they they just thought I was in school. So 2016, um, I went home. I told my family what was going on because I wrote the book. Um, and, you know, everybody knew something was going on because mm-hmm. they just thought that I just left because my background, what was going on when I was younger, being molested or whatever. But they never knew, like, the, the harsh that I was going through. He really took me and I couldn't come back home. Mm. He had me from college to college recruiting. Back then, we call it shopping. You know, you guys call it recruiting. You were recruiting other women and other girls. Yeah, and... This is why I get anxiety, but go ahead. But they, um, university, I can't, won't say. Why not? University of Pittsburgh. That's where I was at, mm-hmm. you know. And um, what was crazy about it is because they really thought I was a student there. I had so you were just on campus? Just on campus. I had pledged and everything. You mean pledged? Yeah. <laughs> you was in sorority? sorority? Yes, with um with Delta, every <laughs> pledge, yeah. as a, and they allowed you. They didn't have to see your records or not. No, are you still a Delta? No. Oh no. Um, from my understanding, I talked to one of the girls who I tried to recruit at that time, and she was like, "You know, your name was taken off," and I was like, "It's only right." You know, I'm and I wasn't mad, but it did bring a wake up call to colleges. It did bring a wake up call to other sororities. You know. Did. You went through the hazing process and everything and the whole shebang? Yeah. And you cr- and, and did the line at homecoming and all that? Yeah. Not the, no, I didn't do the homecoming line. We did. We had a party after that and I went because he wouldn't let me go. Wow. All right, we got more with Tony Rivera. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Tony Rivera. She is a survivor of sex human trafficking, and she's also an activist. She saves women all day long. Charlemagne? What was the breaking point between you and your abuser? Like, like, what made you decide that enough is enough? It wasn't one. He left me in the house. <laughs> what do you mean? Um, so they had me in a stable um, on Betty's Fort Road down in North Carolina. Okay, what is a stable? A stable is what y'all call a trap house right now. Yeah. Okay. It's, but he placed me with a family that people thought was my family, mm-hmm. you know. And it's very f- not frequent that they would leave me there by myself, mm-hmm. me and the other girls that was there. So they would pay you to pretty much watch you? With drugs, yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, he left, and one night um, a friend of someone in the house that didn't know what was going on came and was like, you want to go to the movies? So I went to the movies and I never came back. You just what, what, did something click in your head, like yeah, because I no one was in the house that it like clicked. Bitch, get the fuck up out of here. Ain't nobody here. It's gonna be your it's last your, chance. It's your last chance. And the guy I went with didn't know what was going on. What's what's the current state of human trafficking in the United States? Oh, right now, what I speak on is African Americans and Latinos. Mm-hmm. We have a total different statistic than Caucasian when it comes to the human trafficking. Atlanta, just by itself, every six minutes, I think I read, at least three are going missing or being kidnapped and brought into it. Um, Florida, you can't really give like a set ratio because different states 
is different numbers. I see it in Atlanta airport all the time. Yes. They have so many posts about it. Yes, different states is different numbers. But if you want to put it all together right now, um, you're looking at like every second is probably six to ten kids going missing mm -hmm. and brought into the world of sex and human trafficking. But no one's going to look at it because they don't believe that it's going on here. They think, oh, it's the third world country type shit. No, it's right here. Any celebrities or, or athletes? Cause I, I heard it was big with it, with a lot of entertainment as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or if I went through your pimp. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I when It's a couple celebrities know who I am. And when I came across them, spoke and said my industry name, they like, what the fuck? What's the industry name? Southern Bell. So when I met you back in the day, it was Southern Bell. Mm -hmm. That was a, that, that was so random. I I, I saw Tony um a couple of weeks ago at Rick Ross's books book signing, and yeah. she was like, "You remember me?" And I'm like, "No." <laughs> Will you tell the story if you want? He was like, "Oh no," and I had to bring up about the homecoming down at Benedict where we used to go to because he used to have me at all those little things, and it How touched long ago me. Was Shh, Not Charlemagne the pimp. Yeah, the pimp. Okay. Yeah. Because somebody be like, Charlemagne, <laughs> I can see the headlines right now. No, not Charlemagne. This was like in, what, 94, 95? That's about his age, uh-huh. It was right around that area, mm -hmm. around that time. Nah, probably a little later. No, that's about that time. Yeah, probably a little later. Nah, 94, 95, I was a kid. I was nah, in my teenage years. That was I'm it. telling you. Was a teenager. Was a, yeah. For real? Yeah. And what happened? What was the story again? Uh-oh. We was in the room, in the hotel room, and you told me I was too pretty of a girl to be doing what I was doing, and he gave me a fucking Subway sandwich and a grape soda. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was crazy. <laughs> I was like... So at least, so, uh, so he tried to help you? Yeah. No, I'm glad. Oh, yeah. And, you, know, you know what? We, we gotta give, we gotta give, we gotta applause for uh, Charlotte Makers back then. <laughs> we gotta, you know, back then, you tried, you tried to save and you tried to help her, because most men at that time would have joined in. Yeah. Yeah. This was, was sex going on? If, if you would have let it, if you would have let it happen, yeah. Damn. Now you recently saved a, a, a young girl, right? Yeah. And now tell us about that. Um, how many? Which one you want to know about? Uh, the recent one. It was a big one. Yeah, was I posted all over the, the news. The, the young lady I yeah. posted from Jersey. Yeah. Um. So what we do is, I still keep in contact with a lot of the prostitutes. For some reason, law enforcement won't do it, but I've been trying to get them to do it. Why keep arresting the prostitutes when you can have them and bring them on board to help right. you? Because it's just like a drug dealer. A new drug dealer coming to an old drug dealer's this to his corner is not going to happen. He's not going to let it. That's just like with these prostitutes. They're not going to let the newbie come in and try to take their money. Mm -hmm. So I work with a lot of prostitutes, and um, if they see someone or if I get the picture out, they on my page, a lot of them follow me. They'll hit me up, yo, Tone, Black. Come get this newbie, this bitch on my corner. But this specific um, incident, it was one of my homeboys. He called me. He was like, yo, where you at? And I was like, you know, I'm about to head to New York. He was like, well, can you stop through Philly? And I'm like, for what? And he was like, yo, I think I see old girl. And I was like, what? Who's old girl? And um, he was like, I'm in West Philly. He was like, Tone, they garbing this, they garbing B.I.T., you know, bitch up. They garbing bitches up out here. And I was like, what you mean they garbing them up? He was like, that's why ain't nobody been able to find these little girls here because that's exactly what they did to our friend, her girl. So I was like, you know, too many people from Philly calling me with this, that they making these girls wear the, the jab. Oh, they're like, the yeah, right, right, right. they're using the Muslim. The Muslim going, right. Yeah. But that way you can't find these girls. Yeah, and mm. that's what happened to her. So got the call, 
Call my homeboy who work at um the Champ Lost District. Let him know. Got out there, called me back. He was like, yo, yes. She was in West Philly on the porch going into the house. And I was like, did she really have the overgarment and stuff on? He was like, no. He said, but a neighbor did tell us they were seeing her come in and out, seeing some, some women come in and out with that on. I was wow. like, yo, so now what? Where where we go from here? So now I'm supposed to go and, you know, have a talk with them. His name is Lamont, and we're going to sit down and, like, really talk mm-hmm. with the law enforcement there because that's what's going on now. And I'm like, if this get out of hand, mm-hmm. I'll never be able to find nobody no more. And the girl is home now, right? Yeah, she's home. So question, if we continue to make the block hot, right, because it don't seem like the government or the police are taking this issue serious. If we continue to, like, when we know these girls are missing, like, putting their faces out and, like, like would, would, it, would that make the guys be like, yo, send her home? Oh, yeah. Not- oh, yeah. Yeah, it'll make them scare the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. Now, the way How can we teach kids to stay away from, like, these situations? Like, what should they be looking for when potential sex trafficking situations? Don't, like how me and Envy talked the last time we was here, and he was like, oh, I'm very close to my daughter. Me and my daughter talk. I need for both parents to be just like that. Keep the communication open with your kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I got communication, and then I, I'm overprotective. You know, I got my daughter's passwords, and I go through her phone, and... I, I do a lot that I shouldn't, but my dad is a retired police officer, so I go over and beyond. Yeah, meet their friends. Try to stay on board when when a new friend come involved. Meet mm-hmm. their, those parents. Don't just have them out here willy-nilly saying, oh, that's my friend, Um, we just met. No, meet parents. Set up times where they can come over just to be involved. Continue to stay involved in your kid's life. Continue to be in the people's life that they're you know involved with, their friends. Mm-hmm. Make sure you know what's going on at all times with your kid. I mean, all time. It's no age limit. Wow. Well, Tony, any way that, you know, we can continue to help you, Please. help us as a community, we know you know, we, we got your back. And Please I wish I had do. more to offer you than a Subway sandwich and a soda back in the day. Uh, man, that Subway, so, that Subway sandwich and soda, it helped me get a lot of people out, have a little impact. Charlamagne ain't never buy me sh- <laughs> I just want to that. He ain't never give me no Subway sandwich. No grape soda, no water. Well, you've never been caught in a sex trafficking ring. I sir. know, but I would okay. love to come little, back. If I caught you a little beige ass in the sex trafficking ring, I would have definitely told you you're too ugly to be doing this. <laughs> All right, and it's time for you to leave. You know what? Okay. You. But please, if there's anything, let us know because we would love to help. Anyway, how you know we have a platform? Let's use it. Thank you, for Tony Rivera. Me. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Animosity, but they won't say my name. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, guys. Uh, shout out to Tony Rivera for joining us this morning. Yes, mm-hmm. anti-sex trafficking advocate. Uh, I know that's a difficult conversation to hear, especially mm-hmm. when you got daughters, when you got nieces, when you got sisters, when you got homegirls that you love. And I know it makes your anxiety go through the roof, but it's a necessary conversation to have. Yeah, You I gotta be aware. I stepped outside. This is called my daughter. Just to say hello. I love you. Make sure she was at school. I was like, FaceTime me. Let me make sure you're at school. But she's doing good. Alright. Let's get to these rumors. Let's talk Hunter Biden. It's this is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. 
So Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, did an interview over the weekend with ABC News's Amy Robach, and they actually aired it this morning. Mm-hmm. And they said no topic was off limits. Now, one of the biggest deals right now that they're talking about is Donald Trump accusing him of doing some deals, uh, taking money from China and all kinds of things right now. And he discussed why he might have some regrets about some moves that he made. Now, he very specifically said that he has business ventures that he never discussed with his father at all and that he didn't do anything that was wrong. But here's what he said. Do you regret being on the board to begin with? No, I don't regret being on the board. What I regret is not taking into account that there would be a Rudy Giuliani and and a president of the United States that would be listening to this ridiculous conspiracy idea. And you know, I think we people are, at home are, are thinking, how could that not have crossed your mind? Or you wouldn't have felt just a little bit in your gut, like maybe this isn't a good idea to go and sit on the board of this well, Ukrainian company. You know what? I'm a human. And you know what? Did I make a mistake? Well, maybe in the grand scheme of things, yeah. But did I make a mistake based upon some un- ethical lapse? Absolutely not. And that's all because, as you know, with these impeachment proceedings that are happening, mm-hmm. uh, Donald Trump was trying to ask Ukrainian president for information on Hunter Biden. I like the strategy of letting Hunter Biden do that interview uh, the morning. Like airing, airing the it before the debates because now they control the narrative instead of letting what Trump and them are alleging control the narrative. So tonight, the questions Biden will be asked about that situation, if any, will be based on what Hunter said and not, not people from the Trump administration. Right, and Hunter Biden's role was on the board of a Ukrainian oil and gas company while his father was... Uh, and he said this is all after his father was vice president, too, by the way. But he also wants to reiterate that he was not unqualified to be on the board, as some people were trying to say. Mm-hmm. But he did admit that his last name may play a part in things that happened in his life. He said he can't really control that. But he did say that he was just as qualified, if not more qualified, than other people who were on board. Well, the, on screets, the, board. the screets also say Hunter Biden is a wild boy, though. Like, he could be in a Ray Schmerman video. All right. Well, Hunter Biden also addressed attacks from Donald Trump where Donald Trump was saying that he got $1.5 billion for his uh, firm from China. And here's what he said to that. The president has repeatedly said that you received $1.5 billion from China despite no experience and for no apparent reason. Obviously, fact checkers have said that that is not true. Look, this is literally has no basis in fact in any way I have you received any money from no. business dealing no at all not no. one cent not one cent he said he has yet to receive a financial return on investment and he only became a minority stakeholder in the company in october of 2017 after joe biden was no longer vice president and according to reports he was trying to do a deal that would get 1.5 billion dollars raise 1.5 billion dollars but it was nothing to do with anything for his pocket or for his firm's pocket. Uh-huh. Hunter Biden, uh, you know, like I said, Hunter Biden is like is a wild boy. You ever read about Hunter Biden's cocaine use and his hard partying ways? And him and Donald Trump yes. like to party. Yeah, you know. But should that affect Joe Biden? Yes. As his dad, like yeah, running whenever, for president. Yeah, whenever you're a president and your children are wild and numb, it affects you. It's always affected presidential can- presidents. When, when George Bush daughters were out there wilding, it affected him a little bit. I mean, I don't know how much it should affect him, but it's a conversation. You're the president's kids. Should have a conversation. But I don't think be, it, th- it, it. Think about how people go crazy when Malia smoke a little weed, <laughs> or a cigarette, or something. Like, I mean, yeah. All right, now Jim Jones was on Angie Martinez, and he still uh, got some things to say about Fifty Cent coming for him. As you know, uh, he was on the Breakfast Club, mm-hmm. and he, I guess, does not 
think that him and 50 Cent are having a joking around back and forth as Envy might have thought it was. Maybe it started off that way, but then now he doesn't like the things that 50 Cent has been saying about him on social media. Here's what he told Angie. You never know that you're in the circus till you figure out you was looking at a clown. So, you know, mm-hmm. when the clown gives out information, everybody laughs. People don't read the facts. They read the gram. As far as my feelings, no, it doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? Of course, it took me somewhere else at the moment when I saw it. But then, um, you calmed down, calmed down, sat, sat back, laughed at it, looked at the person who was dishing it, thought about trying to be uh, just as facetious as the person was. But then it doesn't make no sense. I'll be doing the same thing he's doing. And that's because 50 Cent has been posting memes of Jim Jones and calling him basically a federal informant and posting stories about that. That's not going to end well. All right. Now, Joe Button, in the meantime, says on social media he used to respond to DMs, uh, thirsty DMs that was aimed toward his ex-girlfriend and the mother of his child, Sin. (laughs) Hey, don't knock it till you try it. (laughs) (laughs) It's on some extra thirsty and this go over there like, oh, word. <laughs> nah, nah, I feel you. Nah, I can't wait to see you need the dog. <laughs> One I got spicy with. Like, why you want me like this? What happened now? Joe Button would respond to guys that were uh, sending DMs to Sin Santana, and those are the things that he would say to those guys pretending to be her. I mean, you got to expect that unless that unless somebody responds. Well, why would he even respond pretending to be her, like flirting? I mean, why not just delete them? Or I did that once when I was why? in high school. When I was in like high school on like AOL, what was AOL Messenger? Or whatever. I used to it was. once in high school. I'm like, they didn't have they no didn't damn have DMs yet. in high school. But guys. I didn't say DM when it was like AOL Messenger or something mm-hmm. like that. It was like ninety eight, ninety nine. But if you're doing that at thirty something years old, then you got in. You got some issues that you need to talk to your therapist about. Like, that's a level of insecurity <laughs> and low emotional IQ that I haven't felt since I was a, a young lad. What if he actually showed up to the meetup? Like, tell him I want to know up. how good Joe Button was at this. If you out there, like, you flirting with the dudes and they flirting back and they showing their homeboys, like, yo, I'm about to smash. <laughs> I'm about to smash. About to smash Joe, baby yeah. mom, yo. Like, Joe, how good at you? How good of you at, at, at this were you? All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that, Angela Yee, I didn't even say my own name, (laughs) and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Up next to People's Choice Mix, get your request and revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. What's up, y'all? It's DJ Envy here to tell you about my new favorite app, Earning. Earning gives you access to the money you earned right away. No hidden fees, no interest, and most importantly, no more waiting. Download the Earning app and choose your own payday. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning. Now, um, we got a shout to Lala for joining us this morning. Salute to Lala Easy. Always a pleasure to see uh, Lala. And Keisha is dead, but Lala's very much alive. She's on the shy. She's mm-hmm. on, she got the show with 50 Cent coming. Something else I saw Lala in recently. Yeah. I don't remember. She working. Um, yeah, she working. All right? And also, shout out to Tony Rivera for joining us. Tony Rivera, man, listen, I know that was a tough conversation to hear, especially if you're a parent, you know, especially if you're an uncle or a, a brother, like, you know, you just, just anybody that has women around them that they love, but it's a very necessary conversation. And don't think it's just women getting caught up in this sex trafficking thing, too. That's the other side of the story that Tony can tell you. Little boys is going for a pretty penny nowadays, too. So I know it gives you anxiety hearing those stories, but you need to be aware. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, when we come back, positive note, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. EJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. All right. Now, um, Charlemagne, we got a positive note. Listen, man, yes. First of all, I want to say salute to Winthrop University. Remember when Marianne Williamson was up here last time and she asked me to do something with her in South Carolina? Well, on uh, October 28th from 2 to 4 p.m., me and Marianne Williamson and my homegirl, Michelle Williams, Tanitra Michelle Williams, uh, of Destiny's Child will be at Winthrop University having a conversation on improving mental health awareness, all right? It's free food, free conversation, it's free entry, it's free everything, and uh, it's, 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 it's called Tell Your Story. So Winthrop University will see you Monday, October 28th, 2 to 4 p.m. Me, Marianne Williamson, and Michelle Williams, okay? Okay, now, the positive note is simply this. Patience is the calm acceptance that things can happen in a different order than the one you have in your mind. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?